My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. This week, we're going to talk about reducing post-vacation anxiety, some recent Netflix reviews and suggestions, and how to explain the Sunday Scaries to everyone you know. There are some weekends where you just know that Sunday Scaries won't exist. The Sunday of Memorial Day, the Masters, the Sunday of Labor Day, and any major holiday that falls over a weekend. But then, there are days when they're simply inevitable. Memorial Day, Labor Day, and the Sunday after Thanksgiving, everyone feels the weight of these days when they're on the calendar. The culmination of a long time off, all of a sudden spiraling into a quarter-life crisis. And there's a common denominator here, the time off. Vacations, be it for a bachelor party, some much-needed rest and relaxation, or maybe just a long weekend, well, they're a necessity. But the end of your vacations are hell. The money you spent, the sunburn that hasn't fully healed yet, the dehydration from all the drinks, and perhaps the worst of all, the drain on your already tight budget. I just experienced this sort of scariest this past week, and honestly, I'm still not positive the sunburn on my thighs will ever go away. But luckily, I thought ahead of time this time. While my anxiety still spiked during my flight home, I did a few things that were guaranteed to minimize it once I actually arrived back to my apartment. The first is I cleaned my entire apartment before I left for Toto Santos. I ran the dishwasher, I folded the laundry, I made our living room look as inviting as I possibly could. I even cleared out the fridge of anything that may spoil and I tossed it in the dumpster out back. When I got into my apartment with my bags in tow, it was like walking into a hotel room. There weren't any mints on the pillows, but maybe next time. The second thing I did was do a load of laundry at our vacation house before packing to go home. I know, I know, no one wants to do laundry on vacation, but this was legitimately a lifesaver. On the last day, we cleaned everything that we weren't planning on wearing on the plane. Packing a suitcase full of clean clothes not only feels good while you do it, but it takes you to joy-sparking levels of happiness when you actually begin to unpack. Gone are the wrinkled shirts of vacation's past. Goodbye to the, is this clean or is it dirty question that you ask yourself after dumping your suitcase on your bed. So long to the annoying chore of having to do a load of laundry before work on a Monday after returning from vacation. Instead, it's almost as though you took everything to the dry cleaner ahead of time. Everything smells amazing, it's neatly folded, and you can put it directly into your drawers or closet. And finally, I did something that I know not everyone has the luxury of doing, but I scheduled my return flight for a Tuesday. Yes, I'm aware that not everyone has a flexible schedule, but hear me out. Not only does this render Sunday dread completely useless, you know, because I took some extra days off work, but it also gives me a short week to ease back into things. It's a lot easier to stomach going back to the office when you know you've got only a few days to put out the fires that occurred while you were gone. But you can also game the system another way, but this only applies to those of you who took a week off or left midweek, and that's coming home on Saturday instead of Sunday. Yes, your vacation technically ends early, but you have an extra day at the end of it to attempt to get your life together after a few days of doing the opposite of just that. It gives you all the time to do the chores you wanted to do before leaving town, or to sleep off the possible two-day hangover. The best part about flying on off days, though, I'm pretty sure those return flights are about half the price of what you would have paid on Sunday. You probably weren't going to check your bank account anytime soon anyway, but that could make it just a little bit easier. 
And now a quick word from this week's sponsor. When you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, there's not always much time to think about upgrading your style or apartment. That's why I love getting a new box of awesome from Bespoke Post every month. These guys are out scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box. Now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. As for me, my most recent box was filled with a bunch of desk accessories from my home office, a weekly planner, a leather pad for my laptop, and probably the nicest pen I've ever owned. To get started, visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that will help them get a feel for the boxes that'll best go with your style. Whether you're in search of a perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or a jet setting in style, Bespoke Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for under 50 bucks, but it has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside for you. The first of each month, you'll receive an email with your box details. You'll have five days to change colors or sizes or add extra goods to your box. If you're not feeling that month's box, simply skip it. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars and weekender bags, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. To receive 20% off of your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter promo code SCARIES at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code SCARIES for 20% off of your first box. Bespoke Post, themed boxes for guys that give a damn. If you had to come up with the Mount Rushmore of Sunday Scaries things, I think it would be pretty easy. Scented candles, not checking your bank account, hangovers, and of course, Netflix. Admittedly, I watch a lot of TV. Like, a lot of TV. I think it started as a kid when I'd binge Doug into Saved by the Bell into Boy Meets World, the holy trinity of my childhood television career. These days, I go by whatever strikes me at the time. And as of late, I've been on a big Netflix binge that I'd be remiss not to talk about. The first show is called Huge in France, starring Gad, who affectionately calls himself the Seinfeld of France. Or the further you get into the first episode, the Ray Romano of France. What transpires is that Gad is a very famous French comedian who moves to the United States in hopes of furthering his relationship with his son. What he soon finds out is that his son doesn't really want him there, and that he's nowhere near as famous in the US as he is in France. Everything that follows could be described as curb your enthusiasm levels of jokes that all culminate at the end of the season. While I didn't laugh as hard as I do during Curb, I did find it to be one of the funniest Netflix original shows that I've ever watched. Specifically, the performance of Matthew Del Negro as Jason Allen Ross who dates Gad's wife. As far as relaxation goes, the show is perfect. Well produced, light humor, all packed into short and digestible episodes. A true delight. Secondly, there's a new show from the same producers as Chef's Table. It's called Street Food. And really, it's exactly what you'd expect. Rather than taking you into the kitchen of famous chefs from around the world, it takes you into the lives of people who make their living on the streets of Thailand, Japan, India, Indonesia, Taiwan, and more. While Chef's Table has somewhat fallen off as of late, Street Food is a refreshing look into the lives of a much more approachable clientele. The food looks fantastic, especially for hangovers. The stories have more layers, and the episodes run about 30 minutes rather than an hour, which honestly is the reason that some of the Chef's Tables episodes drag on for so long. The best part? Learning about foods I never even knew existed. The extent of my knowledge of Asian cuisine starts and ends with pho and takeout. 
but I truly walked away from a few episodes feeling as though I'd been immersed in their meals. And finally, a movie rather than a television show, or a documentary rather, The Dawn Wall. By now, you've probably seen Free Solo, a climbing documentary that took the internet by storm after it won an Oscar. The Dawn Wall is every bit the spectacle of Free Solo, but somehow even better. Taking place at Yosemite, the documentary begins with much more of a backstory that immediately connects you with the main focal point, Tommy Caldwell. You learn about his childhood, a traumatic experience overseas, and his ex-wife, all before you get to the main meat of the documentary itself, his quest to scale the Dawn Wall of El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. While some of the heights may make you feel a little queasy depending on how large your TV is, I left it feeling much more fulfilled than I did after watching Free Solo. And like I said, each and every one of these is currently streamable on Netflix using your friend of a friend's account that you've been logged into for two years. Sitting at a picnic table at a dinner party one fall, someone mentioned to a stranger that I had a website I ran called Sunday Scaries. This was clearly a long time ago given that I really don't do much on the website anymore and dedicate all my time to the podcast. Justifiably wondering what the hell the website was, and furthermore what Sunday Scaries actually were, she quizzed me for a few minutes in front of about a dozen other people that attended the dinner. Everything was going fine until I said something to the ring of, have you ever just had your thoughts kind of scream at you late on Sunday nights? Instantly, she looked at me like I was out of this world. That night, I learned a couple things. Picnic tables are no longer the safe zones that you thought they were in high school. And you have to be very careful when you're explaining the Sunday scaries to people who don't actually get the Sunday scaries. Here's your script for every scenario you can find yourself in. Let's start with your best friend. I didn't have them until you posted that photo on Instagram where I'm looking like an idiot on the dance floor. Now I'm just sitting here in bed wondering who saw the photo, who saw me look that stupid last night, and whether or not anyone actually still likes me. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Not to mention you made me buy that last round of shots that triggered my track your spending alert on my credit card. I can barely make rent this month, let alone get you drunk on my tab every single night. I'm never going out again. I'm never going anywhere in life. Everyone hates me. To your boss, who you're kind of deathly afraid of. You know that sinking feeling when you're nervous that you've missed an important client call or an email when you're busy exercising or hiking over the weekend? That's what they're like, you know? I just wish I could spend as much time on the job as I'd really like to, but life just gets in the way sometimes. To your work spouse, or you know, the person that takes care of you when you're off your game at work. Did I smell like booze when I came in this morning? We drank and watched football all day yesterday and I don't feel like I got that drunk. But I also feel terrible right now, so I'm just kind of wondering. I barely slept off last night, and I just kind of, you know, feel all around icky. You'd tell me if people were saying things about me, right? To your parents who fear that you're kind of underachieving. You know, I'm just making ends meet right now. I've been applying to jobs, and hopefully I'll hear back next week from the company that I was really taken by. At the end of the day, I just want to love what I do and make more money than I currently make. It's all just a little unnerving when all I do on Sundays is sit around updating my resume and cover letter. You know, I just get a bit anxious. To someone you've been, quote, talking to. 
I don't know. Sometimes on Sundays, I just get bummed that the weekend is over. I always have such a great time with my friends that the thought of going back to work just weighs on me a little bit. Sometimes I just think about how nice it would be just to have someone with me to enjoy my nights with. To someone you just met who you don't want thinking you're a psycho. Yeah, I don't even know what they are anymore. It's just something my weird friends get every Sunday night. I think it has something to do with drinking or his job or something. I honestly have no idea. Why? Who said something about them to you? Just play stupid, I guess. And if they still don't get it after all that effort, maybe they're just a lost cause. Or maybe they just have their life a little more together than the rest of us. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a hungover friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, at SundayScaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries. Or you can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram at WillToFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.